Welcome to the Traveling Tribes podcast, the latest insight into group travel and tourism trends. Host Jeff Gader, publisher of Leisure Group Travel Magazine and author of Traveling Tribes, interviews travel industry standouts and influencers for an engaging conversation about group travel. Hi, everybody. Jeff Gadick here from Traveling Tribes Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. And with me, I have a very special guest, uh, Teresa Nemitz from, boy, oh boy, um, what company do I start with with you? Uh, <laughs> um, Milwaukee Food Tours is where we started. Yes. Um, and um, we're going to get through the myriad of what you do uh, during this conversation. But, um, you know, first of all, thank you for your time. Um, you and I had a conversation, I think it was 2016 or 2017, when you were were established, okay, um, but you were still very much new and getting your feet wet in the business. And I thought um, it's a good opportune time to reconvene because a lot's changed in the world, a lot's changed in business, and certainly a lot's changed with you in the last six years. Yes, absolutely. You know, when we first started doing tours and we last met, you know, we were just really focused on Milwaukee, Milwaukee food and city tours and doing group travel really well in the city. And in some crazy way, the pandemic has just been an amazing pivot point and opportunity for us. And in the last three years, we've acquired a couple of companies as business owners are retiring and has given us a chance to move into the Chicago market. So now we have Chicago food and city tours. And we're serving as a receptive down in the Chicago market. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, Chicago certainly needs good receptive operators and good day tour companies. So I'm, I'm eager to learn about that. And um, what I also find interesting is you know, COVID changed a lot of things it crushed a lot of things as well, right? You know, very, very well-established business. A a lot of uh, friends from the travel and tourism business, you know, you go to shows like we're at the Midwest Marketplace, by the way, um, in in Wisconsin Dells, um, a lot of new faces, and that's because not everybody made it out of COVID. So you not only made it out, but you made it out and you've got a a nice nice head start over everybody else. Yeah, we've definitely thrived over the COVID time. I think the thing that we're seeing is that, yes, there's lots and lots of new individuals working new faces and there's also a lot of new vendors and so that's probably been one of our greatest challenges during the last year is really having to reinvent ourselves and really find what vendors can work with group travel what vendors want to work welcome groups to come to them again so I think that's been probably one of the biggest challenges and we're hearing that at the show today too people are saying Mm. oh when I went to Chicago I used to do this and this and this and they're all closed now and so that what we've had to really do is say this is what we can offer and this is who wants group tours and and go with that so it's been an interesting ride to kind of see who made it and now how we have to reinvent ourselves for that gotcha so um you know again talking a little bit about the past and transitioning into today when we talked before you had the milwaukee food tour business you were doing pizza tours okay and you had a very local loyal following at that and i remember and i have a lot of conversations with people but i remember you having a really strong entrepreneurial spirit you were talking about uh, going over to Italy and doing Italy food tours and expanding your business that way. And I'm like, that's a really good idea is you take this sort of local concept and, you know, and you've got loyal travelers because obviously that's the, the bread and butter of what you do, whether they're coming in to Milwaukee once or whether they're, you know, from the suburbs and just, you know, want, want that sort of experience. Um, and that's obviously shown through within the last few years. Yeah. You know, delicious is what we always say is kind of the thread between everything that we do. So whether it's a delicious tour in Milwaukee or in Chicago or Detroit or or Minneapolis, wherever we're going to next, 
you know, it's all about that commonality of making food the attraction and then finding some really great partners to go around that and build out a full itinerary for groups. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you are, you're, we're, we're talking specific groups here, but you do individuals on tours. Are you take one-by-one one reservations? and yeah, yeah, we offer both public tours and then private tours. Okay. So, you know, you can go onto any of our websites at any time and you can book a tour and meet us on a street corner and we take you out on a great tour with a bunch of strangers by the end everyone knows everybody um, but for us really I've seen the huge increase in demand right now is on the corporate side of things mm. and then with the private tours right you know suddenly people are ready to celebrate with their families again so we're seeing family reunions cool. um, we're starting to see you know corporate groups where people are calling and saying you know what we have not traveled for three years and my boss said we need to get everyone together so we're flying everyone into Milwaukee for an annual meeting and so now we need a tour so that's really what we're seeing this big rebound in coming back okay coming back so a lot of tour and activity companies focus on that sort of tourist coming through you know Mm -hmm. you you, you, you've got a website you're taking reservations online nothing disparaging about that market as well because obviously that's how a lot of companies survive you've carved out a strong niche in the group sector um that takes a lot of hard work because you've got to plant a lot of seeds that might not grow for a couple years um what in particular has been successful in doing that because it's great that the corporation called you but they're not just pulling that out of thin air. There, there's some things that you're doing during that process to, to cultivate that business. Yeah, I think that analogy is so smart that you are growing and it takes years to sow those seeds and some of them might not grow and some of them do grow, mm-hmm. right? So I think that one thing that really set us on the right path, first of all, in developing what we wanted to offer to groups was mentorship. So we have so many great, strong mentors that have really helped me to teach me about group travel and to teach me to think about, okay, where are the bathroom breaks? What are the vendors that have enough seats? You know, sometimes restaurants, they come to you and they want us to bring a group to them, but maybe they only have 20 seats. Well, a full-size coach is 55 seats, right? So figuring out what actually works and how to tell the story with that. And then in terms of getting the customers, you know, I think it's a lot of networking, going to travel shows Mm. and being able to build relationships with people and say to them, this is what I need and see what it could lead you to. So I think someone asked me earlier today, by traveling to these travel shows, do I see the value? Do I book something? And that's really hard for me to answer because Yes, I book things, but that's actually not what the value is. The value is over the course of 10 years, who have I met and how have those individuals helped me to be able to open doors, get to know communities, Mm. build itineraries and find clients. And so it's really not about what I'm doing today is really about collectively for 10 years. Sure. How did that lead to that? Sure, yeah, and, and I think people lose sight of that because yes. um, we live in an immediate gratification society where we get these little juice buttons coming from our phone right. of you know positive likes and you know three people shared this and um, sometimes the long game is, is the way to success. And there's some people that you know we have talked to for literally five and six and seven years and now they are just coming to us and having us plan itineraries. And so that's just something that we are just having to work over and over and mm. over to be able to build those relationships. And someday it pays off. Sure. So if you looked at Milwaukee, for example, because Chicago is still pretty new, um, and just assign a percentage of your, you know, what we call your FIT, your transient business versus the preform stuff, how did that break out? We're probably about 75% is private tours. Okay. And 25% is FIT. Okay. So, you know, I think that that's a really a healthy split for us. You know, we 
we really enjoy working with the private groups and being able to work with the group travel groups. So that would be the split in both Milwaukee and Chicago. That sure. Um, in, in no no insider trade secrets here, but profit-wise, do you think it's better off working with preforms or individual travelers? You know, that's hard to say, right? Because I think at the end of the day, you're making on a per-person basis that same profit, mm. but a group comes to you, and I had to work just as hard to get two people on a public tour as I could get for one person to then bring a company with 200 people. So for me, where's your bigger profit, right? Of course, with that private group. Sure. So I think, I think though, you know, what leads to us leading, having groups come to us, they come on a private, or they come on a public tour, have an amazing time, and then they come and they book something for their company. So even though it's harder to get that one person on a tour, that person usually leads to bigger tours down the line. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so. Milwaukee's a great city. Okay, I love Milwaukee. It's a it's a small Chicago. Similar architecture. You got the river that runs through on Lake Michigan. A little worse temperatures that we have, but there's a lot of similarities. Um, you bought the business, the two businesses in Chicago, right? So so now you're sort of in the big bag city now. Um, what what I'm getting at here, stick with me, folks, is that people that start a receptive or an inbound business or a tour, whatever you call it, um, local to the community, they know it really well and they feel they can navigate through that. Um, how do you transition the Milwaukee business? Because you know Milwaukee like the back of your hand. Now you're into Chicago, and you know is diversity 2400 North or is it 1600 North, right? So that that sort of empirical knowledge um, that's got to be a little frightening for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we when we talk about Milwaukee, I always say I'm the Milwaukee girl and my husband is the foodie, right? And I'm not the Chicago girl, but what I've done is I've made sure to surround ourselves with amazing people okay. that know Chicago. I would have never gone into that city without having a great base of people. And so that's really where I've relied on the individuals that worked for the companies, the individuals that started those companies to still be my partner in being able to open the door for us. I've also been spending a lot of time going down to Chicago to get to know all those locations because maybe I'm not the one that's actively talking with clients and selling that. So maybe I don't actually need to know exactly where that is on the, on the map. But I do need to be able to sell it. I need to be able to know where these locations are sure. and I need to be out there networking. So I think that's really how I've approached it. And, you know, I'm really kind of look at myself now as the Midwest girl and, <laughs> and I'm expanding. Right. And so I just need to know each of those cities and be just as passionate about those cities as I am about Milwaukee. And it's easy to do when we have, you know, such a great community in all the Midwest. Gotcha. Yeah, well, there, there definitely are some similarities, um, and I think people people that are not from the Midwest don't necessarily get it. Um, it, it, it translated down to the South, right? There's, there's a certain culture. Right. Um, I, I think that permeates, and, and obviously everybody's a little bit different, but um, you know, there, there's certain uh, warmth and hospitality uh, throughout the region. So Absolutely. yeah, it, hopefully that'll transition well. We talked a bit off mic about your cruise line business, right? Which um, 
there's a ton of news. And if you're not paying attention out there, the Great Lakes and the rivers of the U.S., just the tonnage that's coming online, brand new ships, beautiful ships. Uh, I read a story about American Cruise Lines building like 14 ships or something like that. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And um, long overdue, you know, first off, but um, there's not much infrastructure in these ports. So sort of how did how did you get involved in that cruise business and being their sort of local step on guide, receptive transportation source? Yeah. Well, you know, when we first had an opportunity to be involved with the cruising industry, we knew nothing. We knew Milwaukee and we knew Chicago, but we didn't know a lot about cruising or or any initiatives on the Great Lakes. But what I've realized is that there are so many individuals that want to cruise on the Great Lakes to see this beautiful natural beauty in America that they may not have ever thought to go to. Mm. You know, a lot of people are cruising and going to Europe and seeing the beautiful river cruises, but you know what? They don't need a passport. They can actually stay right here on the Great Lakes. And so this is why I think that we're starting to see a huge influx of cruises that are building ships to come onto the Great Lakes and have a whole entire summer season here. Um, but you're right, there's no infrastructure. And so we really started talking to the cruise lines and a couple of years ago said, we want to build up that infrastructure. And so at this moment in time, you know, we just went and we've hired about 150 people that are passionate about their community, but have no knowledge of how to lead a tour. And we've had to go in and we've had to teach them this is how you lead a tour. Wow. These are all the steps to how to do it. Here's the scripting. So we're building out the scripts with them. We're working with local historians. And then we're going and we're teaching them how to lead these tours. Because without that, you know, a cruise ship pulls up on your dock with 400 people. They need 20 to 30 tour guys in the course of a morning to go and take people out. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that built out infrastructure, how are you going to do that? And so we really expanded. Now we're offering shore excursions for about six or seven different cruise lines mm. um, in 12 different ports on the Yeah, Great not Lakes. just Chicago, Milwaukee. Not this Chicago, is... Milwaukee. I mean, we're in Duluth. We're in Bayfield. We're in Detroit, Cleveland, Alpena, um, Muskegon, uh, Sturgeon Bay. I mean, we are all over the yeah. Great Lakes and even into Canada. You know, we're starting to work in Toronto. We're starting to work in Thunder Bay. So there's definitely a need for this infrastructure. And so we're really excited to be able to work Spend money locally. Yep. That's our main thing. Spend money locally and then build out the infrastructure. And I'm guessing, you know, I've been to some of the towns that you mentioned, not all of them, but there's a great historical perspective in many of these communities because, you know, shipping on the Great Lakes yes. and, and tourism transit on the Great Lakes was very popular in the 1800s. Old mining communities, lumber communities, so rich history waiting to be explored. But there's probably, you mentioned lack of infrastructure, really no operators that are in those towns because they're not easily accessible. They're not close to interstate highways and you know they're getting some tourist business but mostly vacation homes I'm guessing in small inns versus an influx of you know 200 people it's like an airline landing right. every day in your destination people just yeah. aren't ready for that I mean there are some communities that we're going to that have 500 people that live in the community right and when that ship comes we need to be able to show them off and they are the cruise lines right now are trying to show off these undiscovered areas they're trying to show off these hidden gems and so that means that sometimes that infrastructure isn't there, but that's where what we're doing is we're really focused on local. 
we don't want anyone to be upset that a cruise ship is coming to town. We want to be in the community, with the community, meeting with the mayors, mm. meeting with the chambers of commerce and saying, what do you want to show off and how are we going to do this? That's awesome. Because they might not even have a visitor's bureau in right, some cases. absolutely. Yeah. And so really just saying, okay, now who are the next people that we should call? And just constantly talking to people and finding the right individuals. Now we're starting to see an influx of cruise lines that are speaking different languages. And so my next challenge for this summer... German guides, yeah. Uh, French, actually, wow. as well. So okay. um, finding German guides is actually a little bit easier, but it's yeah. the French guides that we're, we're currently seeking. That will be the next wave. So right now, all these cruises that are going on the Great Lakes and the Mississippi River, increased tonnage, mostly American still, getting some foreign, foreign travel. But because European river cruises are so popular with Europeans, they're going to want to have that journey in the United States. States. So my prediction is in five years, you're going to have as many foreigners on those trips as you're going to have Americans and maybe even more. We uh, agree. We agree. Absolutely. That's the trend that we believe and the, the trend that I think that we'll be seeing. Yeah. And it's going to it's going to totally blow up that market, which is awesome because typically the internationals, they go to the East Coast, they go to Florida, maybe a little bit down south. And then they go to California. Yeah. yeah right. So. But then when they come to, you know, to go and see the Apostle Islands, for example, and to go into Duluth, and they go kayaking, you know, these ships on the Great Lakes, they're not a traditional cruise ship. They're not about cocktails and drinking, right? They are about expeditions and being able to go hiking. So, for example, one of the cities that we work with, we actually fly in a paleontologist who goes and he takes people fossil hunting awesome. to be able to see the fossils of Michigan, right? So very unique, crafted experiences on the Great Lakes um, to really be able to show off just something that people never thought about. Correct. And when I'm seeing passengers coming off the Great Lakes and I'm asking them, what did you think? They say, you know, I never knew this existed in the United States. Yeah. And they've traveled their whole lives all around the world. And it was right here in their backyard. Yep, yep. And just because it's it's undiscovered. Yep, yeah, believe, yeah, believe it or not. So that that's awesome. Um, let's talk about sort of the technology of, of behind what you do. Um, you know, reservation systems, sort of how you're handling things internally, guide scheduling. Can you kind of walk us through what your tech stack is and what that looks like? Yeah, I mean, definitely technology is the challenge. I mean, everything is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And we are constantly having a need for more infrastructure on our back-end side of things. Um, I will say that Google Sheets is amazing. Okay. So Google Sheets and Google Word, because we have to share so much documentation with so many individuals. Mm. And so I think that that's really become a great servicing tool for us. Um, also, WhatsApp has been um, a really great tool for us to be able to communicate with people that are foreigners from different ships. Oh, you know, sure, to be able sure. To communicate sure. back and forth has been just a really a, a huge blessing. Um, and then using a lot of tools, especially now that we've hired so many individuals, you know, it used to be that I knew when I had a tour happening and I knew who was leading that yeah, tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I can have many tours happening. I can have 40 to 50 tours running at the exact same time in multiple cities. And so we um, have switched over to Gusto, which is just a great HR tool for us to be able to communicate with our staff, be able mm. to pay our staff, be able to pay our taxes to our staff, um, and be able to do that in multiple That's states. like an HR platform? It's an HR platform. Okay. That's just been a real blessing for us. So we're really happy with that. 
And then um, using Active Campaign as our CRO. Okay. So that's been a great tool for us to be able to communicate as well, um, especially as we've moved from one city to another city. You know, for us to be able to announce to our database. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for, yeah. You yeah. know, you loved Milwaukee. Come to Chicago with us. And now being able to kind of differentiate. Okay, does this person want Chicago as well? Does this person want Milwaukee? What does this person want? So being able to keep track of that within um, that that CRM has okay. been a great tool. Now, so, um, so you're, you're doing all these, I would call them pop-up tours in all these cruise port cities. Do you see eventually any of them materializing to where you could run like a day tour business in Duluth, Michigan? It might be you know walking tour for 10 people, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we already um, have started to take that route, right? Mm. And we already see opportunities on the Great Lakes. And so we are actively going down that, that route. Okay. And I think that by 2024, you're going to see us have full-fledged tour companies in multiple cities. Gotcha. And I you'll brand those under similar name as... I think that we'll brand each of those. That's a, an accounting question that we are discussing right gotcha. now, actually, internally, because we're really trying to figure out, are we one umbrella company? Mm. And then underneath that, we have these separate companies. Um, because I really want it to be about Duluth. You know, if we're leading a Duluth, Minnesota chocolate and beer tasting, I think it should be called like Duluth Food Tours. Yeah, right? the name recognition you know, versus trying to brand it. You know, you, yes. you're going to run out of money trying to brand it as some, you know, whatever the name would be. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, you know, that current hmm. struggle. You know, the other place that, you know, we're actively working to launch in is Mackinac Island. You know, something that was shocking to us is that there were no fudge tastings in Mackinac. And so looking at how do we do that and how do we do it well, hmm. because we're already doing that with the cruise lines. And so how do we bring that to the general yeah, public Yeah, yeah, well? absolutely. And so. I, I think many of these places, which is the local restaurants and even, um, you know, you, you can probably bud entrepreneurs locally in communities that are phenomenal bakers, but they've never had a base large enough to really commercialize that, is to, to bring that to light. You know, in Houghton, Michigan, for example, there was an individual, so when the cruise line, one of the cruise lines came to us and said, this is what we want, and they wanted to do a boat ride. And we end up finding someone that he had worked in the Coast Guard and he really wanted to have a tour company, but he didn't know how to start a tour company. And so what I found myself doing now in many of these different cities is really coaching and counseling individuals that want to have their own tour company mm -hmm. into this is how you can do it. And let me tell you, these are the steps of things that you need to be thinking about. And one of the greatest things for me is that we worked with this individual, he launched a company, he's doing both boat rides up in Houghton and he reached out at the end of the year and he said I just want to say thank you so much for all of your advice we really started this company with the thought that we were just going to be doing these 10 things for you and we end up doing over 150 charter fishing boat rides this year Jeez. for people and that to me that's why we're doing and this. you're doing this all gratis right absolutely yeah. but at the end of the day i need to be able to develop product mm -hmm. for cruise lines yeah. right and so whatever that means i need to do to make that happen i will do that and it's usually that boots on the ground somebody local absolutely. who absolutely. cares as much as you do because i want to keep the money in the community right now we're talking with one of the communities and we're looking at actually purchasing kayaks and launching a kayaking company with them in the city because we 
desperately need kayaking in that community. It doesn't exist. Mm. And so I will do whatever I need to do to get the job done. And if that means I have to start a kayaking company and counsel someone on this is how to do it and then be able to turn it over to them, I'm going to do that because I need to be able to fulfill my client's wishes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's take Milwaukee and Chicago out of this and talk about some of these other communities. And, and um, Two-part question. Um, truthfully, how engaged are the CVBs in this market? And if you, as you go into new markets, what could they do better? Mm, good question. You know, the CVBs are very engaged. I will say that the CVBs have really been critical to my success because when I get a phone call from a cruise line saying, we're toying with the idea of going into this port, what do you think you could develop? They are my very first phone call. Okay, good. And so the first phone call, and oftentimes I will lean on them and say, I need your help to pull all these people together. I want to have a Zoom and bring everyone together and just have an open conversation. What's gonna work, what's not gonna work? And they've really been at the, the heart of those meetings and getting people excited about it. You know, sometimes people won't be returning your phone call, everyone's busy, that kind of thing. And so I can just call them and say, look, you know, I have a group that really wants to spend a lot of money in the community, specifically with this vendor. I need them to call me. They haven't called me. What can I do to get to them? And you know what? They generally have that person's cell phone number and speed dial, and they are texting them, and I'm getting a phone call. So they're really shepherding the relationships within the community to really highlight the community. Good, good, okay. And that's, um, that really should be their core mission. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in terms of what could they do better, I mean, honestly, I think that they're doing exactly their job. Okay. They are to be helping to open up doors and be able to work with someone like me to be able to showcase that. So I think it's been a beautiful relationship. Okay. Um, so it's been a good thing. Good. They're helping you push the envelope on product development? Absolutely. Okay, good, absolutely. good, good. And, you know, they're challenging us to say, what about this? Did you think about this? What about this thing in our community? What do we want to showcase? Um, you know, one of the uh, cities that we've been working with, there's these two different neighborhoods, right? And one of the neighborhoods, and now that the cruise ships are there and, and they're hearing about it in the news, the one neighborhood was upset that we're not bringing in tour groups to them. And we had to go and say, you know, the ship comes on Mondays in that community and all of the locations in that neighborhood are closed mm. on Mondays. So we had gone to them and said, would you be willing to open? And everyone said, no, Mondays is our off day. And so unfortunately we had to go to the other neighborhood, yep. right? And so they have been the person in, kind of in the middle helping us to navigate that and figure out, okay, how can we instead showcase this other neighborhood in a different way? And so I think that that's just really a wonderful example of how we can work with the CBBs um, and be just really honest with vendors on what we need. Because, you know, it, whether it's a cruise ship or a tour group, the tour group's coming on the day that the tour group is coming. Yeah, and you're right? not going to change that. It's been booked for a year. You're not going to change it. Yeah. It's been booked for a year, two years, three years, yeah. right? So I think it's just really about that communication with the different communities. Yeah. Um, are you getting any sleep? You know, I actually ask, as people ask me that question all the time, I actually sleep very well. It's probably something that I really pride myself That's, on. Is, I, as it's a, important. As yeah. a mother of two young children, you have to go to sleep when you put the kids to sleep because, you know, otherwise you're not going to be able to survive. And I feel like I am working at such a high rate of growth 
that I have to be able to think critically and smartly. Mm. Um, but the other thing for us... And has, you don't get that by carrying all those thoughts to bed with you and right, try, trying exactly. to solve all your problems at 10 o'clock at night. Exactly. Just you got to go to bed and yeah. then wake up on a fresh mind the next day. Um, but the other key for me has really been more than sleep is people. Mm. People power, right? And that's probably been the biggest challenge for me in scaling. Because if I wanted to just be a walking tour in Milwaukee... I could do that by myself. If I just wanted to be a walking tour in Chicago, I probably could have pulled that off by myself. Mm. But then to be able to put all these things together, yeah, yeah. I need people. And it's like a thousand word uh, piece puzzle that yes. you have to... Yeah. And so really, I think one of our biggest challenges right now and my biggest goal in 2023 and 2024 is elevating me to a place where I have a team of direct reports mm -hmm. that I can really trust and they're competent and they can do things well. Absolutely. And be able to take the company to the next level because as much as I want to take things to the next level, I can't do it by myself. No. And so we are building out a team of um, leaders within the food tours and they really manage those multiple cities. And they know that what is coming is we are going to be expanding into those other cities like we had talked about. So we know that. Then we have a lead you know, within our cruising. We have a lead within Travel Deliciously with the international travel. And then um, you know, the pivot. And during COVID, we pivoted. We started doing gift boxes. Oh, really? And okay. we still are doing that. And it's become just it's a, a great moneymaker and honestly a great joy maker for me. That's Milwaukee, right? So indigenous to Milwaukee right now? Well, no. We actually, when we started, it was about featuring Milwaukee food vendors. Yep. And really, my vision is to take that national over the course of many years. Mm. Um, and so we started offering advent calendars, and we did a delicious Illinois advent calendar, a delicious Ohio advent calendar, delicious Minnesota, delicious Michigan, right? Oh, okay. So we're doing these advent calendars, and for me, I love Christmas. And so to be able to be out there and to bring so much revenue to all these local food producers mm -hmm. in each community has been beautiful. And for me, I love just being a part of the Christmas magic. You know, my kids are just really excited because I'm an official contractor of Santa. Yeah. And Santa's <laughs> workshop, right? And so I love being able to be a part of that magic. But that's another division, right? And so that's another person that we need to be able to help us to grow. Yeah, it. and I could see that being a great revenue producer in some of these small communities that Absolutely. quite honestly shut down in yes. the winter, right? So yes, year-round residents, but yes. not, not too many, unless they're icebreakers, not too many ships going through Lake Superior. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, this year we did uh, 12 Days of the Great Lakes Advent calendar and we and that sold out it was our first sellout of a box and we're mm. dealing with really small vendors that we're so grateful for that box so um this year i think that we'll be rolling out a route 66 box and a mighty mississippi river box oh geez okay so you know i mean just, just all travel theme though all yeah. travel theme that's because, awesome because for us it's about delicious so delicious is the core of everything so whether it's us sending you a gift box or you getting off of a cruise ship or you showing up on a corner and doing a tour with us is about delicious. I'm sure you're doing this, but remarketing to customers that have done your tours, I mean, that's a natural, right? You, yeah. you tasted the food, share it with your friends and family. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great idea, That's Teresa. really where we've had just so much growth is that people come on a tour, they love it, they tell other people about it. And, you know, that's really, honestly, why we survived during the pandemic. Um, you know, we went out to all of our customers on March 13th, you know, 2020, and we were like, we will be closed. Like, we are done. And we said, but we're going to sell gift boxes, 
And so please support us. And you know, hundreds of boxes were sold instantly. Where did you get that idea from initially? Was somebody doing that or? Yeah, we were watching other tour operators around the world in Japan, in Seattle, in San Francisco. So we saw what was happening, you know, around the globe. And we knew that that was coming towards us. So that's where we got it in our head. Gotcha. And, you know, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we launched it. But I really say that all of our fans and our local tour attendees in both Milwaukee and then Chicago, they are the ones that bought those boxes and are what led to us really being able to pivot and survive this pandemic mm-hmm. um, to the point that, you know, on on May 11th, they're actually going to be declaring the pandemic, the Biden administration, the White House, they're officially declaring the pandemic done. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. And uh, for three years, I have said the day this is over, whenever it's over, because remember, it was going to be two weeks. Right? Yes. Yeah. Stop the spread. <laughs> right. So I've always said when it is over, I'm going to buy everyone custard, all the people that have helped us survive. And so May 11th, we are actually... We are having a huge custard party and sending it out to all the people that have booked tours and bought gift boxes during the pandemic as a thank you and just saying, you are the reason we made it. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, well, I, I, what I love about you is that you don't forget where you started right. and the people that have that have helped you along that journey because that's that's not true with a lot of people. So, um, really, really excited for your success and how you you've grown so tremendously. Um, in, in growth is is a good thing, but it comes with a separate set of challenges, right? Um, so, um, best of luck to you in navigating yeah, that process. <laughs> if I can help you in any way, um, what's the best way to get a hold? the view of somebody business opportunity question yeah want you to teach them how to do tours i don't know yeah no no (laughs) well you can check out any of our websites so check out milwaukeefoodtours.com chicagofoodtours.com or tourthegreatlakes.com and then that's where you can find our contact information my information is right on there Um, so reach out and would love to be able to talk because we're all about networking and mentorship, and I think that's only the only way that all boats will rise, right? Very, we will rise together. Very so. apropos, considering we're yes. talking about boats, and um, you've been very generous with your time, considering we're in the middle of a trade show <laughs> yes. right now. So let me let you get back to networking. Thanks again, Teresa. Thank you. Okay. Get paid to travel the world with friends and family as the leader of your very own travel tribe. This book by travel industry publisher Jeff Gader will show you how. Order your copy of Travelling Tribes at leisuregrouptravel.com or at 